Welcome back to the Bleach and Bothered podcast, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join us. Happy Friday. Um, I'm your hostess, Layla Halbert, and I knew <laughs> I wasn't even going to be able to get through this fucking intro <laughs> because my special guest today is the one and only Mama Halbert, a.k.a. Mom, a.k.a. Ellie, a.k.a. I think that's all the nicknames you have. Um, but, well, here we go. Raw, unedited, real. She thinks I'm the funniest person alive, so, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through this without her peeing her pants because she's laughing so hard. Wow, I'm so talented. Okay, I got this. <laughs> Say hello to your fans. Hello, fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> you created a monster. I truly did. Well, but you started no, just it. just kidding. You started it. Yes. Who came first? The chicken of the egg? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, we're off to a rough start here. Once again, this is the Bleached and Bothered podcast. You probably already know who I am. Um, I'm Layla Halbert. And if you don't follow me on Instagram already, do that. It's at Layla Halbert with a period between Layla and Halbert. If you don't follow the podcast Instagram account, please do me a favor and go do that. That's at Bleached and Bothered Pod. And you can follow Mama Halbert on Instagram if you want, but she doesn't post anything. She just creeps. So True. There's no content going on over there. But I she... don't even know what my name is on Instagram. <laughs> but she is for sure. So follow me. She's for sure creeping on all of your profiles. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, mom, stop being so weird. Just be normal like you're talking to me. <laughs> I am being normal. You're like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you think this is? An interview to be the fucking secretary of the United States? Hey. If that's even a thing. You're not allowed, actually. You never know who's listening. <laughs> you think this is your resume? I, I, I can be secretary of state. I just can be president. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so there. <laughs> There you have it. You heard it here first. Mom's a little bit awkward because she's not used to being on a microphone like I am. And that's true. Usually when I'm taking my funny Instagram videos of her, she's not aware of it. So sometimes you are. Yeah. And you you play it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean I wanna be famous too. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say anything about wanting to be famous. I just wanna be an insta an insta ho? <laughs> no. You're an influencer. You got a long way to go. You have a long ways to go. You're riding off of my, uh, like, Instagram shit right now. Okay, the PR people for the pins. (laughs) (laughs) She literally can't get one sentence out without (laughs) laughing. (laughs) If you are listening, send me a package. I'll advertise for you. You hear that? Depends. In case you didn't hear through her thick accent. <laughs> Sponsor her. Sponsor me. Sponsor this podcast. I need free diapers. <laughs> Truly. That's for another episode. True. Okay, we'll save that one. Oh, oh my, my God. God. 
I'm like sweating. I know it's a sweaty Is room. Is it the room or the tequila? Oh, I don't know. Probably both. El Patron, sponsor me. Okay. <laughs> You're getting the hang of this whole wannabe influencer thing already. Mm-hmm. Just like every time you drop a brand name of any sort, you just say sponsor me and no one will. Oh. <laughs> That's depressing. Oh, man. Well, thanks for joining us. And if you've made it this far, you're the real MVP. <laughs> um, I had another episode planned for this week, but uh, let's just say things didn't exactly go the way I thought they were going to. and Not necessarily in like a terrible way, but I just made the executive decision that it was probably better to um, scrap it and try again. You know, this is a very... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Trial and error situation. We're only, this will be episode three, so we're learning as we go, but I think it's getting better. Um, yeah, so I just posted on stories um, for you guys if you wanted to send in any questions you had for my mom. Um, so I've got a list here, um, but first of all, just if people don't know who you are or like why you're here, they probably do because they Why been... is any of us here though? Okay. No, just kidding. <laughs> but truly, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> to be or not to be. Okay. That's the only one I know. <laughs> to pee or not to <laughs> pee. <laughs> Depends. You heard it here. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. So, um, the reason Mama Halbert is here, her name's Eliani, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes by Ellie because no one can fucking pronounce it right. And when they see it spelt out, they think it's Elaine, which is really annoying, right? Well, yeah, especially when you write your own name and somebody fixed the spelling of it. Like, hello, I can spell my own name. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> other people who don't call her mom, which is everybody actually that's not true no more than just your kids call you mom your biological kids but ugh, i'm rambling people call her ellie you can call her ellie mama halbert mom whatever you like um but yeah we just i'm always posting funny videos of of you on my instagram stories and like i think that's the most engagement i ever get on anything I ever post is when I post funny videos of you or videos of scaring you and people just like lose their shit over it. So, I mean, I just had to give the people what they wanted, you know? So here we are. It's funny though, because when I think of myself, I don't really think I'm funny or I'm actually really shy, especially around people I don't know. But I think it's just a gift Layla has. She just brings that out of me somehow. I don't Why know. are you still talking like a fucking politician? <laughs> I'm trying to not have, like, a thick accent so people can understand. So, my mom is born and raised in Brazil. Yeah. Um, you, when did, well, when we moved here, when we moved to the States, you were, what, 26, 27? I was, well, let's see, Casey was six months old, and he's going to be 26, and I'm 50. I don't know. Can you do math? <laughs> so, you were, like, 26? Yeah, something like that. Um ish 25 26 um and you spoke english before you we moved to the states well yeah i thought i did um (laughs) i um work with americans in brazil and worked with children that spoke english so from the age of 17 i tried really hard because i really wanted to learn it was just like 
a big deal to speak speak another language, especially English. And I used to just watch movies and listen to music. <clears throat> Couldn't understand a word of it, but I would just I would even read in English, even though I had no idea what I was what it meant. But I was just very familiar with it, and then I learned how to speak it. <clears throat> but when we first came up here, we went to Texas. And when honestly, we moved, so we moved from Brazil straight to Texas. Well, when actually, I was like, no, we were in Florida for a month, <clears throat> and we drove from Florida to to Houston, and on the way we went through Georgia, and I remember that was the first time I thought, oh, I'm screwed. I don't speak English <laughs> because I couldn't understand anything anybody was saying. Because of the strong southern accent. And I looked at my husband and I said, oh, I thought I could speak English. What am I going to do now? And he's like, well, don't worry. You know, not everybody talks like that. <laughs> that wasn't true because in Texas, everybody talked like that. So it took me a while to get the hang of it. And it took a while for people to understand me, too. But it's something that I wanted it really, really bad. So I just applied myself. And that's what I tell my kids now. You know, I regret not teaching them Portuguese. That was really dumb. R.I.P. But if they really want to learn, it's possible because look at me now. I speak so perfect English. That's a great transition to a little <laughs> game I'd like to call. Can I figure out what the fuck you're saying? <laughs> Okay, just a, a, a funny story. When oh. I learned the word hassle, Ooh. for the longest time, I didn't know if it was hassle or rassle. Rassle or wrestle? Or hassle. Hassle. What <laughs> like, it's a hassle. Yeah, but are you saying you didn't know if it was hassle or are you saying wrestle? Yeah, I didn't know if you like, pronounced it hassle or rassle with an R. Oh. Oh. Get it? <laughs> Anyway, I would say, work. oh, this isn't, this isn't a, ha a hassle. And my husband would say, oh, no, 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 that's not how you say it. You say rassle. No, the other way around. I know that, but he would trick me. Oh. So then I would say, oh, this is a rassle. And he goes, no, 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 you say hassle. So I just stopped using the word altogether because I was so confused. And there's a couple of other words like sheet and sheets. Or bitch and bitch. Those are ones that, to me, for the longest time, they sounded the same. Yeah, you should hear her try to say peanuts. Say peanuts. Peanuts. <laughs> say it without thinking about it. Peanuts, peanuts, peanuts. <laughs> anyway, for people that speak English, that that's their native language, it's probably you hear it really easily. But for somebody who's learning to differentiate the H's and the R's, it's it can be very tricky. Because, like I said, it always sounded the same to me. And I'm going, I'm saying it. And people say, no, you're saying it wrong. And then my husband really liked to play little games and confuse me. <laughs> so there were several words that I just stay away from because, you know, I don't want, I didn't want to say I'm going to go change my shits. <laughs> or I'm going to the bitch. <laughs> so... I'm probably still saying it wrong, but you get the point. <clears throat> um, so I that gives you some background um, of why my mom has an accent. And actually, I it's funny because when, when we were in school and high school and stuff, especially when we would have friends come over, I can recall people being like, I can't understand anything your mom is saying. <laughs> oh, and God. I'm like, but... 
but I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I mean, though. I think even since then, like, we've lived in the States now for, my I mean, pretty much my whole life. So, like, 20, we, uh, yeah, like, 23, 24 years. I'm 20, almost 28 now. 25. I don't know. Whatever. Um, But, yeah, it's crazy how, like... You still obviously have an accent, but, like, it still is, like, has gotten less strong over time, I think. Well, it definitely gets worse if I have a glass of wine. Okay. But generally, I think <laughs> I speak pretty well. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, so, yeah, so we didn't um, grow up speaking Portuguese at home. Um, my parents dropped the ball on that one and didn't teach us. Definitely dropped the ball on that one. But um, I'm making it up with Linux, though, with Leila's son. I only speak Portuguese with him. And he's starting to speak Portuguese back now. And it's just the cutest thing. Well, and that brings me to my next point, that now that I'm hearing it at home all the time, I'm starting to pick more up. And we've been we've gone back to Brazil, like, over the last, <clears throat> since I was in, like, the eighth grade or yeah, seventh or eighth grade, we've gone back like three times as a family, um, two or three times. Um, so every time I've gone back to Brazil, I feel like I pick up more because all of our family that lives there doesn't really doesn't speak any English at all. Um, so you're kind of just thrown into it and forced to figure it out. Otherwise, you just have no idea what anyone's talking about. Okay, just a little side note. If you're listening to this and you're a parent or whoever you are and you speak a second language... Teach somebody, teach your children, teach your grandkids, because it's awesome to speak more than one language, and it's good to know, you know, about other cultures and all that, and that's truly one of my greatest regret that I dropped the ball with my kids, and if you're listening and you have little kids, don't do it. Teach them now. There you have it. Those are some wise words. Yes. Um, to the swines, I hope not. Excuse me? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I could probably make more of an effort to, to, to learn more Portuguese, but I'm slowly learning. Lennox watches these, uh, Portuguese cartoons that we found on YouTube. Um, it's pretty much the only thing he'll actually pay attention to. So I have all his little songs memorized. I have no idea what I'm saying, but I can sing all of them. And I'm actually have picked up a lot. Yeah. yeah, now I can, like, yeah, I used to just, when me and dad wanted to say something we didn't want you guys to understand, we would speak Portuguese, and I noticed that we can't do that so much anymore. Not so. Okay, so say something in Portuguese, and let's see if I can figure out what you're saying. <coughs> okay. Eu amo muito o meu netinho Linux. Uh, say it again. Eu... Okay, don't talk to me like I'm slow. Say it normal. O meu netinho Linux. You you really love your grandson Linux. Yeah, got Nailed it. it. Mm-hmm. Crushed it. Okay, try a harder one. Um, eu gosto muito de pão de queijo. You really like cheese bread. Yep. Wow. By I'm the really... way, the hostess with the mostest, I've been noticing, when she has special guests on this pod... She always has like little <laughs> snacks, a little cheese Dramatic pause, bread. dramatic pause after I she says that. I didn't want to say iPod again, so I was thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, 
I didn't get anything. I didn't get one cheese bread, one cookie. I had to get my own drink. Listen, bitch, Just I gave say. you a grandson. True. <laughs> but I pushed you out, so. Well. No, actually, I didn't. It was a C-section. Ooh. <laughs> but still. Ooh, we're going to need some ice for that. <laughs> that <part>. hurts, too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's hot up here. I know. It's. it's I don't know what. Pause. Okay, well, I'm hot, too, so what does that say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What your problem is? Okay, just kidding. Okay, next. Oh, (laughs) she's ready to roll. All right, so we've got some questions here from the fans. Okay, mom's got a fan club. Oh lord. (laughs) Um. All right. Let's see. Where do we want to start? At the end of this podcast, I will give you my bank account. You can start sending me money since you love me so much. Yeah, okay. give people your bank account number. That sounds like a good idea. While you're at it, you should also pass out your social security number. Wait, PayPal, PayPal. Okay. PayPal. Wow, you're so hip. What is the other one? Venmo? I don't have that one. Okay. Cash works too. True. You know where I live. Oh, God. Okay. Let's hope not. Oh, man. Okay. Um, well, kind of piggybacking off of last week's episode, if you haven't listened to that one yet, do yourself a favor and go listen to it. It's really good. If I do say so myself. <laughs> um, okay. First question. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Oh, boy. Okay. I only know of two. No, actually... I don't know if Christian Mingo is an app. <laughs> I heard about that one. But I also know about Tinder and Bumble. What do you know about them? I just know that if the guy's hot, you swipe right. <laughs> it's not a swipe left or something like that. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I guess, you know, it, like, widens your pool of possibilities Back in the day, my only dating app, it was like a piece of paper and a pen. What and do you, you mean, a piece of paper and a pen? <laughs> you like a boy, you put your number down, and then you turn the ringer off on your phone so your parents don't wake up when he calls you at midnight. <laughs> on your landline? <laughs> on my landline. <laughs> and you have to stay turn it down really low, so you had to stay right next to it because the guy had to call you at midnight after your parents were down. First, you pretend to After go to they sleep. were down, did you give them a tranquilizer? <laughs> did go to sleep. <laughs> First, you shoot your parents with a horse tranquilizer. And that Once was... they go down, then you can call your boyfriend on your landline. Oh, no, no, no. We weren't allowed to call the guy. The guy had to call us. Oh. So that was like our dating app. Or, of course, in Brazil, you could go to bars when you were younger. So I remember going to bars when I was 16. Jesus. And the way that worked, if you saw a cute guy and you kind of look at him and they look at you, he just pass you a little note, you know. But sometimes it didn't work so well. I remember one time this guy <laughs> sent a note to my table, and he looked really cute from far away, but he got close. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was horrible. And I was like, uh, uh, I have a boyfriend, <laughs> which also made me look like a hoe because <laughs> with him, but that's okay. <laughs> Just say something in a moment. <laughs> so that was our dating app. So I'm not sure. I mean, I never had to be on one. Maybe someday I will. I don't know. Do 50 people, 50-year-old people go on Tinder? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, then. I think. I mean, I don't need one right now, but you never know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Layla will teach me. <laughs> if it ever comes to that point, I feel like it'll probably be at a time where dating apps are like old news and there's like some new... Yeah, but I mean, like, I've been with my husband for how many years now? I don't know. I've been married. 28 years. <laughs> and I trained him so well. I don't want to start all over again. You know, it's like getting a puppy. You got to, like, potty train them and teach them. <laughs> you just don't want to do that. You got to potty train you. You're the one who's trying to get a sponsorship from Depends. <laughs> okay, that was a metaphor. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, next. Uh, oh my god. Let the, Oof, I'm sweating. Excuse me. Who do you think the host of this podcast is? Hey, I don't know how long I'm going to last before I have to go to the bathroom. So I got to hurry it up. Oh my oh. god. Okay. Um okay, here's a good one. Uh how do you keep a fun and healthy friendship? How do you keep fun and healthy friendships with your adult children? Oh man, lots of alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have always been a stay-at-home mom, and I had jobs, but very uh, outside of the home, not that many. I worked from home for most of my kids' life, so I guess we've been really close, but yeah, there's been ups and downs, and there's been those years through high school. I mean, first of all, middle school for girls, if you have girls in middle school. Good I'm luck. so sorry, just like... Just give up and just wait until they're older because <laughs> nothing works. Anyway, there were those middle school years that I thought I was going to lose my mind. And there's been, you know, and then high school came. I mean, Layla certainly, not just Layla, actually, all my three kids during high school had tough times. And, you know, just normal kid stuff. So I don't know. I, I That was my biggest fear that I wouldn't be close to my kids because I don't know. I think teenagers just hate their parents. And it's not that they hated me. They didn't hate me. But you always feel like you're doing everything wrong and you don't really know if when they're older, they're going to be around you. But I don't know. I just feel like um, definitely not having not being judgmental and just. Not overreacting, reacting to things. Definitely had those moments too, but I'd say you had a few moments. Yeah, <laughs> but I think generally speaking, we always try to be compassionate and unjudgmental and open. And I don't know. I mean, do you guys like us? Well, you're on my podcast. So. There you go. So it worked. <laughs> but I don't know. We try to just, you know, when we're home, to just, I don't know. We're pretty open with each other and. Like I said, it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows, but yeah, I we always made a point to just. I mean, as as a parent, I always made a point to be vulnerable to my kids and to. Well, just, and I think it's. I mean, from my perspective, it it's kind of a like I don't know. It's kind of a personality thing, maybe, because uh, it's. I guess it just depends on the person. Like yeah more there's I know a lot of my friends or people I know have parents who like they're nice people and they're good people but they don't know like how to separate not separate but like change over from okay you're my kid and I'm gonna treat you like my kid to okay you're old enough now that we can we're we're peers and we're friends and I don't have to parent you anymore you know what I mean like yeah I think that's what I was thinking that the hardest transition was to transition from that 
not just in age when they finish high school and they're 18, but like, you know, I have to stop being, just being an uh, authority, but being an influencer. I always felt that way that, no, like, I don't mean like Instagram influencer, <laughs> but, no, but I mean, like, I always had that mentality of, I want my kids to come to me for advice and I don't want to give advice if it's not, if I don't feel like I really have to say something, I want them to make their decisions. And I have second-guessed that many times, but I think that's been the best policy, even, you know, like let them make their decisions and let them know we're here, and even if we don't agree. But I want my kids to always feel like they had a place to go to and that whether we agree with their decisions or not, that home was always a safe place to be, you know? And I don't know. I mean, I do, I do want to say, though, that when your kids are adults, it's so much more fun because... It takes the responsibility off of you of making all the decisions for them, which can be hard sometimes. But at the same time, I feel like I'm more relaxed and I can be more myself and more of a a friend. Yeah, more of a friend than just a parent. Yeah, I I think for me personally, I mean, we've we've always like, I mean, even through like middle school and high school, like when you've got all the crazy hormones and growing up and all that crazy shit, like... I feel like I've always been pretty close with both of my parents, but I think that where the where that that relationship really shifted for me was when I got pregnant and after I had Lennox, it went from it that's I, I that's when I can remember a specific time or period of time where that relationship between my parents and I really like did kind of like a 180, not in a bad way, but just we were always close but then once I had my own kid it just changes your perspective on everything in general but then you can kind of relate to your parents more on like a peer level because obviously they're your parents and now you are in that role as well and so you relate more and it kind of creates that um I guess more of a compassion and understanding for what it's like to well yeah that but it's just another thing that you can relate on as like uh, as as just people and as adults rather than a parent-child relationship yeah also uh when we moved up up here my whole family is in brazil so we didn't know anybody and so we always been really close like on holidays birthdays yeah We've been, it's always been us, you know, because we don't have big families or... Well, we do. They're just not here. They're just not here. So we rely on each other, and I think that brings you closer, too. Sweet. Wow, that was deep. (laughs) (laughs) That happens here. We we like to laugh. We like like silliness, but... Um, yeah, shit gets real sometimes. By the way, I'm like, I love my kids. And I got to say, I don't care if you're a middle schooler, high schooler, you mess with my kids. And are you, are you threatening <laughs> minors? <laughs> you hear that no. all you little middle school bitches, you better not be fucking with me. I'm just saying that what? I always been like that. I mean, that was one thing that I really had a hard time, especially in middle school, because uh, my kids would get over what mean kids did to them. I couldn't get over it. I would look at that child like, child, you better watch it. <laughs> anyway, She's got some little, serious, just serious mama bear syndrome. <laughs> so, you know, for all little, all of you, all of you two-year-olds that are going to be in kindergarten with Linux, you better watch out. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Just say. Uh, okay, so this is a good this is a good question to go to off of that. Um, what were you like as a teenager? And do you Ooh. think do you think that we are similar? Um, I don't think we're similar. You don't? No, you were a lot more impulsive than I. No, I was. mean, no, no, no. What were you? I think I think like so. Part one of the question is, what were you like as a teenager? Part two is like, do you think we're similar? Like. In general, but, like, now. Um, I don't understand. You don't like think similar, we're... Similar like what? Or, like, just who we are as people, our personalities. You don't oh, think we're similar? No. What? I think that's why we get along so well, because we're so different. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are way more like Dad. Like, you're super outgoing. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, answer the first part of the question okay, first, the then we'll get into that. Okay, the first part of the question, it's funny because my kids always think that I was a good two-shoe. Is that how you say it? When I was a teenager. A what? Goody two-shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you get the point. Anyway, um, I was like, I was raised in a religious home. My parent, Brazil, is was predominantly Catholic when I was a teen. It has changed. It's not like that anymore. But, you know, I don't have anything against Catholics. I think it's wonderful. But it was, I was, I felt guilty all my life. I mean, all my teen years, not Catholic all my life. guilt. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, if you do this or that, you're going to go to hell or whatever. <clears throat> and so I was kind of a little angel until I was, uh, I want to say 15. And then I kind of started rebelling against that idea but still felt really guilty about what I thought at the time was bad. It wasn't really bad. But I was pretty much, um, I wasn't a very, how do you say, um, oh, what's the word I'm trying to say? I was pretty com a compliant child. So, and until, of course, I decided to leave at home, leave home when I was 17, and decided to do my own thing. And when I made my choice, I pretty much told my mom I wanted to be emancipated. And she couldn't emancipate me or I was going to leave anyway. And she was really sweet. She emancipated me, <laughs> which is crazy now that I think about it. If my kids came to me with that, I would just slap them upside the head. No, not really, though. Anyway, <laughs> I don't believe in violence. But <laughs> anyway, so I was a pretty, like... And then after that, I became a little wild and, you know, had to go through the things I went through. But I don't know. I think I just, I was, I was okay, you know. I mean, it's different being, when I was a teenager, things were very different than they are now. And being a teenager in Brazil, it's very different than being a teenager here. You only go to school for four hours a day and you start working i start i had my first job when i was 12 years old so i would go to school at night and work all day when i was only 12 and at the end of the month whatever i made my paycheck i just gave it to my mom because she was a single mom and my dad wasn't supportive and all my siblings were like that and that's all all we knew it wasn't like you know i was like child labor or slave or anything we we, we really needed that we depended on that so in, in a lot of ways, I was very, very responsible. But I did, I made some decisions and 
did some wild things that I'm not particularly interested in talking about right now. Maybe another episode. But <laughs> that's a catch. But that's turning anyway. into a catchphrase around here. That's gonna be for another episode. <laughs> but anyway, I always wanted to be a mom and have children, and that's something that I always wanted. I never saw myself as a you know having a career. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Please believe me, there's not. But my dream was to be a mom and raise my children, and that's what I did. And now we're all back. In fact, I had three kids in three years. I don't even know how that's possible, but I did. Well, it was like four. Well, not really. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Because I'm 16, I'm the oldest, and I'm 16 months older than my sister, and she's 15 months older than my brother. So that's like three and a half years. Yeah. Math. Yeah, but as a teen, I went out a lot, party with my friends. I was never really into drugs and drinking. That was never my thing. So what do you mean you partied? Like we went out and danced and had boyfriends, just innocent stuff, you know? I remember one time I was offered marijuana and I was like, oh, no, that's the devil. See, we are similar. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, as teen- maybe as teenagers. Yeah. Because I, I worked a lot when I was, that's true. When I was that in high school and I never, I didn't touch alcohol at all until I was like 18 or 19. And even then I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Alcohol actually wasn't a big deal because it was so available. Like I used, I could go to the bar to the store and buy beer for my mom when I was 10 years old. It's different now, but when I was a kid, and we never made a big deal about alcohol. In fact, it was very normal to have, I think it's called brandy here at dinner. My, my grandfather was Italian, and he drank every night for dinner, and the kids drank, and it wasn't like, I mean, we didn't get drunk or anything like that, but alcohol is never a big deal, so. Yeah, it's just more it was culturally ne- ab- 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Culturally it wasn't like, accepted. oh, I can't wait to be 21 to have my first drink. No, bitch, I had my first drink when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So it was never like a big deal. But I also never had a tendency for addiction. I guess if I had, it could have been a different story. But that was never a problem. Yeah, but that's. I feel like that's how it is in most countries and cultures outside of the U.S. is it's pretty normal for people to like have a glass of wine with dinner yeah. from like a young age or like whatever and and that kind of makes it so that and this is I mean I'm just this is just a theory I guess but that's I think why there's not as much like from what I've heard from people who live in other countries um it's just not a big deal like if yeah, you know, I don't if know people don't just like it it's it's like it's like when someone tells you you can't do something or can't have it you want it more yeah i remember as growing up even as a child we always had alcohol around but i don't ever remember seeing anybody drunk so it was different when i went there as an adult i saw a couple of drunk people in my family, I gotta say. But normally, you know, it wasn't like people never drank to excess. Of course, like I said, I also didn't have a predisposition to... You don't have an addictive be, personality. Yeah, so... All right, so, okay, tell me. So you don't think we're similar? I don't think as teenagers we're similar because I was a lot more cautious and... So was I! Afraid. No, but you, you did some impulsive things too, like... When you got something in your head, you just threw caution to the wind. I would never do that. Like what? Um, 
I don't know. You were a lot more um, adventurous, I would say. In high school? Well, when you finish high school, like... But in high school? No, no, no. I'm saying, well, I guess there were a lot of things I didn't know then that I've been finding out lately. (laughs) (laughs) So... I've been keeping some stories and things in my back pocket (laughs) from, like, my middle school and high school years that I'm like, I just got to wait until it's, like... A decade in the past, and then I can start <laughs> so telling them all these I stories so that I, I can't get in trouble. <laughs> what you don't know won't hurt you kind of a thing. Yeah, I actually thought Layla was a she was pretty responsible in high school, so I guess in that way we're similar, yeah. Okay, and what about now? Oh, yeah, definitely. But you just said you didn't think we were. <laughs> no, like, you're a super good mom. I'm a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> But you are, you're a lot more outgoing and social and an extrovert, and I'm not so much. I think in that way, we're not alike. Yeah, but I think as I've gotten older, like, yeah, I'm outgoing and, um, you know, I can, you know, be good in social situations. But, like, if I had a choice, I would rather either be at home or... If I'm going to be out, I want to be with people I know. Like, I'm not going to be the one at a party going up to strangers and striking up a conversation. That's not me at all. Mm. Like, if if you approach me and want to start a conversation or whatever, like, I can keep it going. But you're very and I, adventurous. I'm, you like to travel. You, you like to do spontaneous things. I'm more like, I like to plan and... Yeah. I guess it just depends on the situation. But I think... well. At the end of the day, we get along great, so who cares? Next. <laughs> Jeez, she's just wanting to cut off the oh, conversation man. when I we got a good so flow hot. going. Freaking a. Um, what I well, well, what I was gonna say was like, yeah, we're we're definitely different, but I would I would say okay. I'm getting payback okay, now. Okay, I would just tell a little story about Layla, okay, what she well, was about. Fuck, fuck what I have to say. Was Go like, ahead. She was about six or seven. This is your show now. <laughs> we, she went to Texas. We were in Texas for like maybe not even two weeks. And Layla came back with a heavy southern accent. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Actually, I think I was like 10. That's oh, even God. more embarrassing. That's even more embarrassing. <laughs> I think it was like, I remember this. I was in fifth grade. Oh my god. And we went to we went back to Texas to visit my dad's family and oh this is so embarrassing. I can't even believe it. This is like the worst ever. Um <laughs> but we were there for a while and I started like I I thought that because you know how when you go to a different country you start picking up the language. Well, I started picking up the accent. Yes. And was talking with a southern accent and oh everyone was gosh. like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> this is why I didn't have friends. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that is really embarrassing. Um, okay. Let's see here. Well, okay, man, these questions like were sent in by random people mostly and they kind of all just like flow one thing to the next. For the most part. That's kind of cool. Um, okay. Here's one. What's the funniest thing Layla has done to make you laugh? Uh, sometimes it's just her face. Have you seen her <laughs> face? Like, I just look at her and I just start laughing. <laughs> and seriously, a couple of times she has made me pee my pants, which is very uncomfortable. And You don't say. 
And once it starts going, I just can't stop. What, the pee or the laughter? I mean, it's just it's just <laughs> stupid things you say. Like this one time, she was, she was, she met this guy online when she was a senior in high school. What? Remember? Oh, well, okay. Let's not get crazy. Okay, well, let me just. No, no, no. Yeah, I met I met this guy through a mutual friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we added each other on. This was like when Facebook was like yeah, just details, details. Okay. Anyway. So I told her, you know, I said, <laughs> he wasn't like the most attractive man. I mean, he was pretty, he's definitely not attractive. And he was definitely. He's a troll. He was, you know, he was balding and he was only 19. But anyway, there were several things that were interesting and about listen, him. And listen, there's now in my old age, I love a bald man with a beard because you know what that means? Less work for me. Yeah. Anyway, it has nothing to do with his looks, but. We were just fooling around, and I asked her, I said, well, you know, what if what if he looks like this, or what about that? What if you see him? And she's like, no, I'm fine with that, and I'm fine with that. And I said, well, what if he's shorter than you? Will you be able to see past that? She goes, yeah, I'll look right past it. <laughs> Something like that. I was just like, start losing my shit. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That is really funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, she was just say like the most inappropriate or funny things at the most inappropriate time. So okay, I don't know why it just makes me laugh. All I'm the time. funny when it's appropriate too. Yeah, like sometimes we look at. I'm each- funny, okay. Like the other day, she just scared the <laughs> shit out of me when I was coming out of the bathroom, and then I just couldn't stop laughing because she was laughing and I just start laughing, and we're both fighting over who's gonna get to the bathroom first before something happens. Anyway. I mean, I'm sure I can think of things that she has said or done. I just can't think of anything right now. Well, but anyway, think yeah. about it. Okay, I'll think if I if I remember anything else. Okay, how many times did you turn down modeling gigs growing up? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Playboy never came to town, so. <laughs> well, they probably did, but they were in your hood. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Who asked that? <laughs> Jasmine. <laughs> I love you, Jasmine. Aww. Um, okay, what was your first job? My first job was when I was 12 years old at... A 12? Little... Yeah. Fuck. Uh, well, now they have laws in Brazil. You can't work when you're 12. But it was, it was not bad, actually. I really loved it. It was a little bookstore. It wasn't a bookstore. It was like... They have these little stores in Brazil that sell, um, what do you say, school school supplies. And that's all they sold, notebooks, pencils, and I just worked on the counter selling stuff. And then that was my first job when I was 12 years old. Damn. Yep. Um, okay. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, someone said, I love that you guys always prank each other. What's Mama Halbert's most embarrassing story? <laughs> She's like, how do I pick just one? <laughs> Wait, babe. No, your most embarrassing story. Oh, my most embarrassing story. Oh, gosh. God, I'm drawing a blanket. Blank now. You're drawing a blanket? <laughs> just a square or rectangle is it a quilt okay this is this wasn't embarrassing for me this was embarrassing embarrassing for my husband but it was pretty funny no it has to be embarrassing for you oh 
Oh, I got one. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, so we have a drywall business, little plug in there. Sam's drywall. <laughs> Sam's drywall. He's real busy, but if you're willing to wait, hit him up. Small small remodels, home renovations. He's okay, your man. That's enough. Okay. Anyway, so we had this lady, she let a, a client, she left a message. So my husband was calling her back and he was leaving a message for her. And I walked in the room in the middle of it. And just farted really, really <laughs> loud. Like, you couldn't miss it. And he just tried to keep a straight face. He was laughing. and But the message was recorded. There was nothing he could do about it. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so embarrassing when the lady called back. We were both looking at each other. We could start calling her the fart lady after that. Just but you're the, was... you're the true fart lady. I was the true fart lady. Oh, that was really embarrassing. Anyway, that was one of them. Oh, did you just think of another one and then stop yourself? Well, all the embarrassing stories have to do with Poop. body fluids. So maybe you're having dinner right now and you don't want to hear them. If they're having dinner, they're for sure not listening to this podcast. <laughs> People are driving to work, driving home from work. Or, like, at Oh, work. I have another one. I have another one also to do with bathroom. We went out to eat one time in this really nice Chinese restaurant. Well, it was either Chinese or Asian. I can't remember. Chinese or Asian? No, it was definitely a Chinese restaurant in close to Seattle. And I had to go to the bathroom really bad. And for the people that don't know, I have ulcerative colitis, so... And we're going to do a whole episode on that yeah, and to come. Basically, it's like when you need to go to the bathroom, you need to go. There's just like, you can't fool around. So I walked in the men's bathroom, but I didn't realize. Oh, no. The first thing I realized when I'm sitting in the toilet is like, wow, I never saw a bathroom that only has one toilet with one door. And as I was thinking about it, I'm thinking, I'm looking through the little crack on the door, and all I see is these urinals. I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, those sinks are really low. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Why are the sinks crap. so low in this bathroom? I'm in the men's bathroom. <laughs> like, oh, well. I mean, now it's not a big deal because they have bathrooms that you can share with men. So, in some most places. 2019 beach, almost 2020. But anyway, that day was not like that. So, I had to sit there forever making sure it was safe to get out and there wasn't any men. But I'm pretty sure when they saw me walking out of the men's bathroom, people were wondering about it. So, that was pretty funny. Embarrassing, too. <laughs> Classic. Wait, so you just you did your business and just waited until no one was in there? <laughs> no one was like out of there. Now I don't really care. Oh if I need to go, gosh. I go in the men's bathroom and I just go, you see, baby. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, this is like on topic kind of, but this just for, like, reminded me, like, what is the deal with men's bathrooms? Like, if somebody's in the stall, you know they're taking a shit. And then if you're going pee, you're in this urinal that like basically anyone can just look over and see your dick if they want to. And in women's... It's a dick fest. A dick fist. <laughs> and if it, in a women's restroom, it's like, it's all stalls. So, like, the only way you know if someone's going pee or poop is if you're listening to the person next to you, which is disgusting. Okay, this but, is turning to a pee and poop episode. I know, but this is, a, this is a real thing. Why? Somebody, if somebody knows the answer to this, tell me why in a men's restroom it's fine to just, like, whip your junk out and just, like, pee in front of other people and then... 
you if you have to go number two you're going in a stall and everybody knows what you're doing in there like what's I don't get it why what's the point of this who invented this idea like give people some privacy keep some mystery in the bathroom you know (laughs) men don't care maybe they do we don't know has anybody ever asked this question am I the first one well slide into my dms and tell me why men's bathrooms are the way they are because I'm very curious Okay. Anyway, let's roll. <laughs> okay, so let's do. We'll do. Okay, we got two more. Two more, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Okay. Okay. All right. What is it really like being Layla's mom? Being my mom. Oh my gosh, it's the most wonderful. No. What is it? No, no, no. Shut up. What world. is it really like? <laughs> the people want to know. <sighs> Don't hold back. I can take it. Well, I definitely have a few white hair that I can that I can attribute to Layla. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right now it's awesome. Okay, um, she's grown a lot, and I don't know. I mean, you're twenty. How old are you again? Twenty-seven and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You're twenty-seven and a half. That. I know that. And a half. I mean, so it's been a long time that I had to think about this because for the last, I don't know, I want to say four years, I feel like, you know, for the first time, I don't really worry so much about her and the decisions she makes. Um, she's pretty responsible. It's incredible to watch her as a mom because, you know, you always wonder what will my kids be as parents and you can really like picture it until it happens because you see them as a child and all of a sudden they're responsible for a child which can be like a frightening thought (laughs) it's a frightening thought for me too don't worry I I think Layla had never I think she held a baby once maybe in her life before she got pregnant yeah and she used to think that all babies were ugly still do she didn't like them still do so and I found out she was pregnant I was like oh how is this gonna work you know <clears throat> but it's just been awesome to just being be I mean this has been a, a one of the greatest gifts for me as a parent. Okay, I'm going to start crying now. Great. Uh to be able to experience the whole journey with her from the moment she got pregnant, she moved back home and to just be her support system. I mean, it was so cool to be able to be at the hospital. We were there for a long time because she was getting induced. And as a mom, you know, it was just like, oh, my God, this is my little kid having a baby, you know. And you have all these fears. But at the same time, it was so much joy to just be able to be there. And even in the hospital, we laughed so much and had so much fun and ate a lot, had some Olive Garden food. And, you know, when she had her epidural and her leg fell off the big ball. Okay. (laughs) Nobody knows about that. We're going to, and once again, the catchphrase for this podcast is we're going to save that for another episode. But anyway, we had so much fun and I just enjoyed every little second of it and being in the hospital with her for the first night when Lennox was born and experiencing my first grandchild, which is like the, I mean, having a child is awesome, but having a grandkid I can't even explain. I mean, I thought there was, you think that there's no more room for love in your heart. And it's just like, you know, how did I live all my life without this little baby, you know, (laughs) that I just love so much. 
and it's just been like an incredible experience and and I mean just to see how she just stepped up to the plate and just I don't know it's like those mom instincts just kicked in so fast and to see that transformation it was it's been such an awesome experience for me and I you know I wouldn't change it for anything you know there were difficult circumstances for sure and she has talked about about it a little bit but nothing compares with the love and joy to see her as a mom and the love and joy that Linux brings into our life you know but yeah I mean there's been times that I wanted to pull my hair off too. <laughs> <laughs> especially when she gra she graduated from high school her high school party uh, graduation party was barely over and she was getting her little Saturn and driving to California because she was going to be a big shot and I'm like ah! and trying to just like be supportive but at the same time girl you don't even know how to drive to Seattle you got to drive to California <laughs> and you know and then all the things she went through in California and then bringing her back home and her being mad at us because her stupid boyfriend told her <laughs> that he broke up with her because of us, which wasn't true. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, a lot of that stuff we went through. But yeah, it's, I mean, Layla's my firstborn and I had a very difficult delivery with her. I ended up having to have a C-section and it was, it was tough. But I remember the moment I held her, it was just like, wow, you know. And now going through this experience with having Linux is just awesome. I mean, I love Layla. We have so much fun. Sometimes we disagree on things. But it's so great that even when we disagree now, we can talk about things as adults. And she's very mature. But also, she's still that fun girl that I love to be around. I mean, we do things together all the time, and I just love it. Aww. I'm always peeing my pants to bring extra clothes <laughs> or getting filmed when we go on a hike and I'm going poop in the woods and she's there with the camera. Yeah. Well, you can't make this shit. No pun intended, but you can't make this shit up when she goes, she's got to go shit in the woods on the side of the road, comes back with poop all over her hands. Oh, well, How am I not going to pull my phone out and document that? That's well, hilarious. She's constantly scaring the, what do you say, daylights out of me? <laughs> <laughs> crap okay my brazilian is coming out anyway yeah i mean it's just awesome being her mom i wouldn't want to be anybody else's mom you hear that just laddie and casey though i still want to be their mom eh. <laughs> <laughs> um what was layla like me that's me if you if you didn't figure that out by now <laughs> god what was i like as a toddler oh my god layla was the cutest toddler ever truly i mean she could I'm, i know parents say that about their kids when they can say oh it's a good thing before she could talk but it's true she literally starts singing as soon as she started talking and she had she retained information like she would listen to a song and she could sing the whole song and we're looking at each other like oh we got a gifted child <laughs> And here I am, 27 years old, but living with my parents. Was, she was always like the life of the party, you know? Like, she was like the cutest little thing. I mean, just as pretty as she is now. She looks exactly like she does now, but little. And Rude. She loved doing hair when she was two years old. She was always fixing my hair and her little sister's hair and makeup. Since she was like, since she could, had any... Um, motor skills? Motor skills, Yeah. 
And she was just like the cutest. I mean, we if you don't if you haven't seen it, Google Layla Halbert. Oh, There's YouTube no, no, no. videos of when she was little singing with her dad on a TV show in Houston. Oh my God, it's the cutest. That's cute. But what's not so cute is the video of me in fifth grade. Lip syncing with a fan blowing in my hair well, to that. Lizzie McGuire movie, What Dreams Are Made Of, and now you're all going to go look it up. And you know what? Honestly, do it because that shit needs to go viral and I need to be getting paid. So there you have it. But it's actually the most embarrassing thing ever. It was over, I mean, 15 years ago and it still embarrasses me when I see it and I, I want to die. It. You love it. No, I hate it. Ooh. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. Last question before we go into our segment of what we're bothered about that we just need to like get off our chest and release into the world. Oh, we're not there yet, oh, but start okay. thinking about it. Okay. okay. Um, do you have, um, any parenting tips for raising daughters? Oof. Well, it's a tough job. Let me say that right now. I mean, when my kids are growing up, we still didn't have smartphones I don't even know how parents deal with that now I have no clue because I know my kids had a phone that when they first had a phone they didn't even text it was just calling and I think the first social media they ever had was called MySpace <laughs> was it MySpace yeah MySpace <laughs> yeah and that was their first social and and by then you guys were already one in high school I think I, I don't remember. It was like the end of middle school, beginning of high school-ish, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we were, they were involved in youth group, and they went to camps, and I mean, we didn't have a lot of money when my kid. we still don't have a lot of money, but, but what <laughs> we is had less. How is this a tip for raising girls? No, I was going to say that oh. we always try to keep them occupied and busy, but like raising girls is really hard. And like I said, we didn't have to deal with all the social media. And even for a long time, we didn't ha even have cable in our house just because of all the crap that was on it. But I don't know. I don't know. I think one thing I would do differently with my kids is talk to them earlier about sex and birth control. I think when my kids were younger, I, um, because of our, I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it because of the church we're involved with, you know, we're really discouraged to talk about sex and birth control somehow if you talked about it then you're encouraging them to go and have sex which is really stupid now and I think that's one thing I would have talked to my girls more about and be more open at a much younger age because I mean let's be real you know it's happening kids are having well, sex really really especially young. now I mean it was happening then too but just the more yeah whether you agree with it you like it or not it's going to happen so that's something that I wish if I could go back, I would probably have had more conversation and taking more of a um, more of a proactive step with them, you know, even when they were very, very young. I mean, as soon as they got their period, probably because you know what, <laughs> which for me was like 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah. And there might be I was an there early be, bloomer. That might be controversial. Uh, uh, how do you say controversial yeah but let you know it's it's true and kids are being more exposed well, to that so you want to protect your children it's it's i mean it, it 
it's just, it's basic anatomy too. Like we never even, I mean, the sex education when we were in school was basically nothing. And then you're not really hearing it from, you know, you're, you're not getting any information from anybody else. So it's like, how are you supposed to know? Like, it's just such a normal part of life in general, but not even just like the act of sex, but also like reproduction and yeah, everything. And yeah. All of yeah, that. Yeah. Like growing up, I would never, even until now, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about stuff like that with my mom and I'm 50 years old because of the way I was raised. So I wish, I mean, we, you know, I think, I think eventually we did, but I, I wish I had taken more of a proactive in that way. And also, I don't know. I mean, every every time I look back, one thing that if I could do differently would be spend more time with my kids. I think when you're a young parent and you have children and you're like struggling to survive in jobs and finances and worries, you you don't enjoy your children so much. Like with Linux, he's, he's my grandchild and I enjoy him so much. And I think back and I, and I feel like, I don't think I enjoy my kids that much because I was so busy just trying to keep them alive. <laughs> so if you have daughters, love them, be open with them. Don't guilty them. Don't make them feel inferior than boys, that it's okay for boys to do things, but it's not okay for them because that's BS and just create an environment where they're free to come and talk to you and tell you first before anybody else so you can be you know that solid advice they need i don't know i mean it's hard to say because you just you know i just did as i went and the best i could with what i had to work with but yeah i think if i if anything i could do different would be that be more involved i think i spent a lot of time trying to protect them instead of preparing them and i think that's something that is important is you have to protect your children but you also have to prepare them for the world and just because eventually they're not going to be under your care anymore and you know whatever relationship you have with them now it's going to carry on when they're later if you don't have an open communication with them and you don't talk to them now Chances are they're not going to come to you later. So, yeah, for sure. I think that's what I have to I say. I don't have any tips. I don't have any, any daughters, just a son. <laughs> By the way, I was not prepared for any of this. I didn't see these questions. I'm sure that if I had seen them beforehand, I could have answered them better. I'm sure I'm going to think about all the things that I should have said that I didn't say. But See, that's another way we're similar because I do that too. Such is life. I always um, say something or do something and then go back and like, ah, damn it, I could have said this or I should have said this or that or, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's okay. You'll just have to come on again. Yeah. Unless you guys don't want her to. I'll be here all week. Okay. You'll be here forever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about forever, but. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's move on to the last part of the podcast. Podcast, not iPod. Oh, she's removing her bra. Sorry. Bra's optional, blunt honesty required, baby. That's how we do it over here at Bleached oh, and Bothered. That feels so much better. Oh, my God. They can probably hear the sound of you, like, okay. You know this is getting posted <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> oh, well. Oh my, that's going to be the promo clip is you just <laughs> boop. Burn your bra, mama. What? <laughs> that was a saying in the 60s. 
Oh, <laughs> that was before my time. Yeah, definitely. It was before your time, it was too. before mine, but I heard it before. <laughs> oh, okay, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? What are you bothered about? Um, You go first. Okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, so my Instagram page is not private because I use it for business. Um, I post more than just hair things on there. You know that if you follow me. Um, but I do use it for business. Um, and so I don't have my page um, private. And so when you don't have your Instagram page private, you get a lot of random DMs from from people who are in multi-level marketing companies trying to hustle you. And from creepy dudes in other countries, or I mean, frankly, even in this country. Um, and I had this this guy message me or DM me recently, and just like, okay, th- th- it's just like so annoying. I'm bothered about this. Like, he sends me this DM, and he's like, just like, hey, what's up? You're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. And and he goes, I'm really into. Um, BBW. And I'm like, what the fuck is BBW? And he's like, big, beautiful women. And I was like, okay. Like, you couldn't just say, I'm into beautiful women. Like, that would have been better. Like, why do you have to put, why do you have to put that in there? Like, let's. It's a fetish. Exactly. It's fucking weird. (laughs) Like, and also rude. Like, just like. You wouldn't, I don't know, like, imagine somebody, like, going into, you just, listen, you don't, you just don't, like, comment on people's, like, size or their whatever. Like, not that I, like, I don't care that much because I'm, I'm confident in who I am. I am, I like the way I look. I know I'm not, like, the most petite person on the planet. But, like, if you're trying to slide into my DMs and impress me, don't be like, hey, I'm into fat chicks. Like, that's basically what you're saying. And I'm like, okay, well, how about you just say I'm into beautiful women who are confident and, like, you know, are whatever. Like, so hot tip for all you foreigners sliding into dms or whoever it is us it doesn't matter it could be anybody just like don't say shit like that it's stupid especially when you don't know somebody i'm annoyed but like we're gonna release it we're getting rid of it and the next time somebody sends me a dumbass message like that i'm just gonna say welcome to the block party hit that block button and forget about it or you could just like screenshot it and post it for everybody to see it well that's fun sometimes i do that but most of the time it's not really worth it oh my gosh there's so many things that bother me (laughs) same (laughs) same (laughs) no but one thing that and maybe this is not so much on what on on the vibe you're going for i think but something that really bothers me is waste like, I cannot stand when people throw f- good food away. Like, if you go to a restaurant... What about bad food? Can we throw bad food away? Yeah, but <laughs> why would it be bad? Well, you said good food. If you don't waste, like, it shouldn't be wasteful. Yeah, I know, but... But anyway, I used to tell my kids all the time, like, there's poor little kids in Africa that don't have anything to eat, and you're wasting your food. And they always get mad when I say that, but it's true. But, like, I don't know. Well, what are we going to do? Send our food in the mail to Africa? No, but, like, when 
I like if I go to a restaurant and there's leftovers, I take it home. I'm not gonna make them throw away. And I don't know, like people, I just I don't know. I just have a problem with people that waste, like leaving the lights on, or um, I don't know, leaving the fridge open for half an hour while you're deciding Who does what that? bad half an hour <laughs> that's an exaggeration <laughs> or leaving the water running and just wasting water because you are distracted doing something I don't know I just waste for me is just like my biggest and probably because I grew up in Brazil and saw so much poverty and people starving I don't know that just really bothers me when people are wasteful so what are we gonna do about that I don't know are you releasing it I'm releasing are it. you gonna be are you going to stop being bothered by it? No. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, just putting it out there, people. Be conscious. Don't waste. Yeah. If you have leftover food and you know you're not going to eat it, take it to a homeless person on the street or something. They'll eat it. I mean, unless they're a picky eater, then they might not. <laughs> well, if you ever become a homeless, then there's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> That is for sure. I don't know. I just have a problem with that. So be conscious. All right. And on that note, um, I think we have covered a lot of ground today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Mom, cut it out. She keeps forgetting that I'm taking video of this episode. (laughs) Eventually, when I get it uploaded to YouTube, you're definitely going to want to take a little gander. What a clown. We're we're over an hour we're into the episode and she has finally realized that she can just be comfortable, but then she has moments where she gets too comfortable and is like, oh shit, everyone's going to see this. Can I go to the bathroom now? Okay, mom's got to pee. Um, I need to go catch up on my shows. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this is the Bleached and Bothered Pod. Again, my name's Layla Halbert. Follow me on Instagram. Follow the pod on Instagram. I'm going to link all of that stuff in the episode description. Um, thanks, Mom, for coming on yeah, and dealing with me. You didn't pamper me like you pampered your other guests. Okay. I really enjoy being on this podcast. I do shit for you all the time. I actually, like, I thought I was going to be really nervous because I don't like how my voice sounds when, when I hear it. You were nervous in the beginning. You were talking weird. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was talking weird. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> anyway, I was like, I actually really enjoy. It's amazing when you just start talking about yourself. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing that I've been enjoying. I mean, I know we're only a few episodes in, but that's kind of the thing that I enjoy about like podcasting is that it's an intentional chunk of time that you're spending either on your own or with somebody else. Can you stop touching your boobs? God damn, I'm trying to say something nice here. And she's rubbing her like under boob sweat. I just can't. I cannot with you. What I was trying to say, ma'am. It's a wrap. No. Is that, is that it's, it's just like, it's, it's a cool opportunity to, in a sense, get away from your apps and your phone and your whatever social media, anything like that, and sit down and have an hour long conversation with somebody without really any distractions and 
Um, I think we people need more of that in their lives. So if you want to come on the pod, you have something you want to talk about, or you just want to like hang with me, let me know. The only requirement is you have to um, know how to hold a conversation because I can't carry this shit by myself. I mean, I can, but I would like prefer to have someone who likes to talk to. Um, and you also have to be either at one point or another a client of mine or currently. So like if you have never had me do your hair before and you want to be on this pod, make an appointment, sit in my chair. Let's get you on the pod. I need to schedule more guests because I only have the next three episodes planned. All right. Piss out. Oh, my piss out. Okay, now we're rambling. We need to wrap this shit up. All right. Thanks again for joining us today on the Bleached and Bothered podcast. Uh, TGIF fam, we'll see you next Friday. Bye.